Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, will Roe be overturned? Also, the January 6th committee wants to talk to Mo Brooks. And Mike Durant is gonna have to answer for his sister. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! No, Mike, it's you that can't handle the truth. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome, Josh. <laughs> Where the hell is everybody? <laughs> well, I, you know, as, as we were talking earlier, this is kind of like Fox News. Two yeah. white guys sitting around talking about issues that we don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is correct. Uh, yes. Well, uh, some of our team had other, other uh, is uh, things to deal with, and some yeah. of them just said, "Ah, heck with you today." <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we got it. Hey, you know, uh, Mike Durant is now being. He's getting scrutiny over the fact that his father, Leon, uh, basically raped his, his, his own daughter mm -hmm. for uh, years, years mm -hmm. and years. And when this came to uh, Mike Durant's attention, uh, he, he acknowledged that it was true to his sister. But then when it became public knowledge, he denied his sister, called her crazy, said it never happened that there was something wrong with her. Kyle Whitmire, this past week, wrote about this at AL.com. And when Kyle said, you're going to have to answer for your sister, uh, they went on the attack against Kyle, calling him a hack and saying he was carrying water for Katie Britt and all these things. Uh, you know, this might work in D.C. It doesn't really work that well in Alabama. But you have talked to Mary Durant. You know Mary Durant. You spent more time with her than any reporter. Uh, she is not a person that's crazy. She is a person who mm -hmm. suffered greatly at the hands of her father, and then her brother betrayed her when she needed him most. Yeah, um, you know, you're exactly right. Uh, she is, uh, you know, she's since married. She's married now um, and, and lives in North Carolina. And um, she is a... Uh, She's a very, very nice woman. She's oh, she's honestly one one of the, one of the nicer people I've ever met, and uh, and she's not this. You know, I, I don't know what what in the world he he talks about when he says she did something to their family and all this. Uh, you know, she will tell you. Uh, she'll walk you through every step of the way of what happened, um, and, and how she fought for years to overcome this through therapy. I mean, just hours and hours and hours of therapy and and working through things that happened, uh, which you know is understandable given what happened to her, the trauma that occurred to her for more than I, I want to say seventeen years. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, with her father, it, at some points was she was being molested daily by her father. Uh, at night, uh, you know, would come into her bedroom at night, and um, and yeah, he he admitted these things. Her father admitted these things to to Mike Durant, and 
Um, you know, he, he went later on a show and, and said, tried to tell people that, as Kyle pointed out in his column, uh, you know, that, that it wasn't as bad as it seemed. And uh, his father wasn't as bad of a guy as he seemed. He was a great father to, to him. And matter of fact, he said something similar uh, recently on a radio interview after we reported on this. Um, and, you know, it's just... Um, it's something that you need to, to, to answer for, you know? I mean, if you're going to run for office, I, I you know, I tend to leave a lot of personal stuff out of, out of politics. I, I tend yeah, to push it course. aside in a lot of ways, but man, you know, when, when this sort of thing happens, this is kind of a question of judgment and character on right. somebody. Um, you know, and nobody's saying that, that Mike Durant was involved in the abuse. Nobody's saying that. So that, no. you know, that, that sort of thing, he tried that attack at first, you know, after we reported on it and, and it just, it's, it's, it's a shallow attack. And, and honestly, he's going to have to sit down at some point and, and, and try to answer for some of this. And I think the reason that he's not doing it is because there is no good answer for it. Well, I mean, the thing that appalls me is the fact that we know this happened. We know Mike Durant knows this happened. I mean, you would think that as he tries to portray himself as some honorable stand-up kind of guy, mm-hmm. if this happened to your sister and you abandoned her and then you lied about the events so that it wouldn't come back on you, this mm-hmm. shows to me a shallowness of character that it is re- even remarkable in this day and age. I mean, when women hear this story and hear how cowardly he acted toward his sister, they are outraged at Mike yeah. Durant because he could have stood up. He didn't mm-hmm. have to write those books and say that his father was this war hero that he admired. He could have simply told the truth, uh, you know. But again, yeah. Mike Durant has painted a fantasy around who he is. And part of this fantasy is that he had this war hero father who was, in fact, the rapist. Yeah, no, you're right. It's um, right now, right now, maybe there there is some other explanation that that Mike Durant could could provide uh, out there. But the only thing, when when he says the stupid things that he says in answer to this, I mean, everybody with with a thinking you know, machine in their head, okay, uh, looks at that and says that's nonsense. And then they yeah. arrive at the most likely conclusion, which is there's no good answer that he has for these things. And what he chose was a story that benefited him and his life more than protecting his sister would have. Again, um, the, and, the doc, you know, I'm sorry, the documentation in the court documents shows that he did this thing, the father agreed to it. Sure. We'll switch on one of our other senatorial candidates in Alabama has some problems, nothing unusual. Mo Brooks has been asked to appear before the January 6th committee uh, to give testimony about what Donald Trump said to him about overthrowing the uh, election, even after Joe Biden was in office. And Mo Brooks gave him the Bronx cheer, Josh. Any surprised <laughs> in that? No, you know, hey, uh, it's, uh, well, you know, I, Honestly, they're there for a span of a few weeks. Mo Brooks went on this scorched earth campaign <laughs> where he was yeah. just going to take everybody with him, uh, you know. And I, I don't know what's happened in the in the weeks since, uh, but maybe I guess he's changed his mind in in some way, shape, or form. But he was perfectly happy to go on all the you know media outlets and tell them about what Donald Trump asked him to do and and how involved he was with uh, with this and what was going on behind the scenes. And uh, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, 
I, I would say he, they have every right to ask him for, for a little more information. I mean, you basically have accused the former president here of, of, of trying to you know, coerce you uh, to breaking the law, violating the Constitution, and, and stopping the peaceful transfer of power. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, that you, you want to talk to that guy. You know, what was that conversation like? Do you have well, it recorded? You and I, I, I really am appalled and, and that we do not have the integrity today. Some of these people do not have the integrity to stand up and tell the truth. But we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with two white guys talking. KIV shut the churches down, but kept the abortion clinics open. KIV is aiding and abetting murder when she allowed the abortion mills to stay open. Lindy Blanchard is a defender of life. She adopts children. She stands for life. She's the most pro-life candidate for governor I've ever known. That's why I'm supporting Lindy Blanchard for governor of the state of Alabama, the governor we need. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm Donald Trump, and I love Alabama. As many of you know, there are few issues facing our nation as important as election integrity and election fraud. This is why the people of the great state of Alabama must work together to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. So get out, register to vote, and get a photo ID so you can make your voice heard and decide the future of our great country. Thank you. Welcome back to the V, or two white guys talking. <laughs> Josh, you said that might make a good podcast. I don't know who'd listen to it, yeah. but yeah, know. I know. Well, you know, only other white guys would talk. I mean, you know, uh, Joe Rogan or Josh Rogan or one of the Rogan. No, Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's hey. made a hey, Josh, he, he does okay for himself. And one one white guy talking uh, yeah. to himself. You know, yeah. I want to get back on this. I mean, look, they're all the candidates, Katie Britt. Bo Brooks, Mike Durant, are all pandering for votes right now. They're saying whatever yeah. they've got to say, doing whatever they've got to do to get votes. But mm -hmm. Katie Britt and Mo Brooks have agreed to debate. Uh, Durant says no, he's not debating. John Wall, the head of the uh, ALGOP, Alabama GOP, arranged for these debates. He talked to the candidates. They gave him multiple dates, and 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 uh, Chairman Wall says that they just couldn't get Durant to get on board with debating. I know this is becoming a thing, Josh, but is it really fair that we not see all three of the candidates on a stage answering some questions on policy and positions? 
Um, no, I mean, well, I mean, you know, you, voters have to demand such a thing. Um, and, and I would say in the case of uh, cases of Katie Britt and Mike Durant specifically, uh, you want to know more about them uh, right. because they are relatively newcomers to, I mean, Katie Britt's obviously been in politics for, for a long time, but, you know, running for office herself, uh, this is, is our first time. People want to hear right. what she's going to do, how she's going to handle situations. Same thing for Mike Durant. You know, nobody knows who Mike Durant is outside of a handful of people in the Huntsville area. Um, and so, you know, it might be nice to, to say, you know, what would you do in this situation? What would you do? How would you handle this? Or to question some of the things he's done and how much he knows about the state of Alabama or, you know, why you turned your back on your sister. <laughs> you know, those things might be good things to, to answer uh, and to have debates about. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, in the case of Mo Brooks, uh, there are probably a lot of questions you would like to answer, but we basically know who he is. He's been there yeah. for you know a decade or more, and so you can look at his record. With, with the other two guys, you don't really have a record, so it would be nice to know what they're going to do. Right. Well, <clears throat> and Mike Duran has basically ran a, a television campaign, and, and we're going to see yes. if that can work in Alabama. I mean, where Mo Brooks is out every day meeting with people, and Katie mm -hmm. Britt's out every day meeting with people. Durant, I, I saw some video of Durant, he'll rush in, speak, and then rush out. And he's got yeah. like a couple of bodyguard looking guys with him. You know, he, I saw a reporter shout a question at him. And one thing this guy is good at is not answering questions. I mean, he just walked through like he was, you know, General Stonewall Jackson or something. <laughs> uh, I mean, he didn't look to the right, to the left, yeah. or anything else. Of course, uh, one one of the people he did talk to uh, told me uh, he said he's he, he's just and, and he said he's you know he's, he's just kind of an arrogant Yankee, but you can't <laughs> tell that on TV, right? You got to meet somebody to know if they're an arrogant Yankee because only we Southerners know what an arrogant Yankee looks like when we meet them. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, and it's yeah, it's this is important. You know, it's uh, whoever wins this seat is likely to hold it for a considerable amount of time. Uh, because it is very hard in this day and age to defeat an incumbent, uh, right. especially an incumbent in the party uh, that is, uh, you know, controlling the state uh, where they reside. And, and that would be the case for Mike Durant, Mo Brooks, Katie Britt. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be the Republican uh, person that probably holds this seat. I don't, I don't believe the Democrats are going to be able to upset them barring some crazy, unforeseen circumstances. Right. But, uh, you know, and so they're going to hold this for a while. So it would be nice to know, you know, what who these guys are. And it, the, there's a reason why we have debates. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, to me, I would say this. I think the, the primary debates are are very important because you do get those those nuances there. And I think people treat them uh, more fairly in a lot of ways uh, than, than some of the other debates. But, uh, you know, that's just me. I like to see, I like to know who I'm voting for. Well, and, and one of the things is we hear a lot of times they say, well, they're Republicans, they're going to go to D.C. and they're pretty much all going to vote the same. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that Mo Brooks and Katie Britt are going to vote the same. I don't right. know that, that uh, you know, Durant and Katie Britt or Mo Brooks are going to vote the same. I mean, mm -hmm. basically, you know, Mo's going to vote against everything. But we right. don't know what he might vote for. We don't know yeah. what Katie Britt and Mike Durant might vote against. And we don't know what they vote for. So it, it'd be nice to know. But 
Yeah, Mike yeah. Rance. Yeah, not and I'll say, you know, just as an example here, I mean, look at look at Richard Shelby and Mo Brooks. Uh, right. You know, they're both Republicans, but would you put those two guys in the same category? No, I, you know, that, that is not a case of dumb and dumber, that's for sure. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it, you, you, there, there are nuances there that you should, you know, you should flesh out. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got about two minutes left. I got two things I want to get to if possible. Governor Kate Ivey, who, who's not debating, and, and why should she? These are not serious candidates that she's running against in the sense that they're not serious in that they're getting traction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you debate if, you can, if your opponents are getting traction. If they're not, don't give them oxygen. That's just politics. But she is leading into the home stretch. Uh, Josh, I, I, don't, I don't see anything happening. You look at what happened Tuesday in Ohio, you had a lot of really right-wing candidates running against Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, DeWine and he sailed to uh, uh, the primary uh, win. I think the same mm -hmm. thing's gonna be true for Ivy. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, you know, she's tried to, to move herself a little more right in some things. You know, she refused to meet with Biden and uh, over the week or you know this week. And I, you know, I, I, so I think she, she's going to be fine regardless. It's just whether or not she she's going to be able to get over the fifty percent line. And I, yeah. I, ultimately, I think she probably will. Well, the, the polls that I've been privy to put her there. But you know, you either run scared or run unopposed. Uh, she is. Mm -hmm. She's got a whole lot of, she's got a crowded field she's got to get through. I, I wish we could talk about this because I've lately been reminded about Abraham Lincoln's speech at Cooper Union and where he ended talking about the expansion of slavery and, and, and what we needed to do about slavery. And he said this, that he believed that right made might. But I think we're living in a political era, Josh, where it's might makes right. It's brutish, and as long as you can muster enough hostility, you, you're going to win. But unfortunately, I, I'm going to have to just say that's the last word for me on that one. Okay. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Hi, everybody. I'm Randy Owen. I want to encourage you to join me in voting yes on the State Parks Amendment on Alabama's primary election ballot May the 24th. Voting yes signals your support for outdoor recreation, and will help maintain and expand all 21 state parks from DeSoto State Park on Lookout Mountain to Gulf State Park on the coast. Our state parks are one of the many reasons I'm glad my home's in Alabama. Hope you'll join me in voting yes for our state parks on May 24th.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. As everyone in the political world knows that a draft of a, uh, a Supreme Court opinion issued by Justice Samuel Alito Jr. and signed on by the court's conservative majority, uh, it looks like, uh, will overturn Roe v. Wade, which has been the law of the land some 50 years, and it has been reaffirmed back in 92. Uh, however, if that draft goes through as it is, and we don't know that that's true, it will outlaw abortion. I mean, it will open up abortion in lots of states, uh, outlaw it, expand it, whatever. There will no longer be any federal control. Let me be very clear. Josh, in Alabama, we have a trigger law, and that law will go into effect uh, as soon as Steve Marshall can put forward a <coughs> request to Myron Thomas to to let that go through, and he will have no recourse but to let that law go into effect. Yeah, um, and I assume that's, you know, what's going to take place, um, and we will have one of the more draconian laws in, in the entire nation in which we have no exceptions for uh, for rape or incest. Um, and, you know, we're in the, in the very real uh, world here of, of having a situation where you have a, a very young girl uh, who has been uh, raped and impregnated by a family member or anyone else uh, that is now forced to carry that uh, that baby to, to term. And, uh, you know, and, and for people that think that's uh, hyperbole, you know, uh, this same situation has happened in this state. It happens all the time, uh, as a matter of fact. Um, and um, the, just ask people who deal with things in family courts. Uh, exactly how common these things are. Um, and I think a lot of people would be surprised. And it's, um, you know, it's it's a shame, really. Um, it's a shame on a number of different fronts. It's, you know, first and foremost, it's a shame uh, for, for women who have uh, who have relied upon, you know, the, to be able to make health decisions between themselves and their doctors for so long um, and, and had those rights protected. You know, it's uh, it's a shame from a legal standpoint uh, for that opinion, which is, I mean, a lot of it is just pure fiction uh, that, it, that was written. If that thing comes out as written, it, that'll be a black eye on the court that I don't know that they'll ever really get over. Um, and, you know, and, and the leak itself of, of the documents and, you know, whoever did it, um, you know, I think that that's a, that's a problem for the court as well. And um, I, it, it's just all in all a, a pretty awful week for, for everybody, for, for the country. Well, and I think, though, you, you will find many, many people uh, on the right who this day have worked very diligently, uh, many of them since childhood, to mm -hmm. see the day come when Roe is overturned, the sincere belief yeah. that they are protecting the life of the unborn. I mean, I've read lots of commentary, and, and one of the interesting things, commentary on that, and I've, I've heard this from pro-life individuals, is that you know, if you put in the rape and incest uh, clause, the condition there, what you're saying is it, that's inconsistent because if all life is precious, uh, you know, then that doesn't matter that it yeah. was a product of rape and incest. So we, we can all disagree on all of these points hardly. Uh, yeah. But these are the positions that people have taken, and it's so emotional and so visceral. I want to switch to the politics for a second, though. Uh, this, to me, because we actually know Republican politicians, right? We, we yeah. know the difference between what they say 
and what they pass and what they really believe in their personal lives. This, mm -hmm. to me, smacks of the dog that finally caught the car. And yeah. while there yeah. are a lot of people who, who want, want this to happen, I know plenty of Republican lawmakers that are going, holy cow, we didn't, yeah. we didn't see this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, listen, you, you look at polling, um, even in, in very conservative states, um, you look at polling overall, and this is a very unpopular thing. Um, you know, overturning Roe is very, very unpopular nationwide. Uh, it's very unpopular um, in in some you know, in, in southern states in Alabama. I would I would put it at probably 50 50 uh, that that, um, uh, you know, you people could point to amendments and all that other, all that other sort of thing. But when it comes right down to whether or not you wanted to overturn this and restrict, uh, you know, abortions for everybody like this. Uh, Alabama, first of all, Alabama's law that they passed is very, very hugely unpopular and they know it. Um, and, and you're right. It is kind of like the dog that caught the car, um, you know, and, and, and a couple of cases, I think it's going to be the, the dog that caught the car on the front end of the car. Um, but because, you know, it, it's going to cost some problems. And, you know, let's be honest right now uh, for for months. The only story that we've heard around here is inflation, inflation, the terrible yeah, economy. Yeah, What's yeah. old Brandon doing? Yeah. I bet you won't get 15 words about inflation between now and uh, and the primary, certainly. And you probably won't right. get very many words about it uh, between now and November uh, because this is going to take over the conversation. And rightfully so. This is a huge monumental shift in in policy for our nation and for the women who vote. And, you know, that's you can't. You can't lose uh, the women uh, for Republicans, and I, you know, everything is razor thin at this point. And I think this is, there's going to be blowback on this that's felt for a long, long time. I do feel like the people that have sincere beliefs on that they they've struggled very hard, and they don't think that these the the, the consequence to them of protecting uh, unborn is much greater than any of the other aspects of this. Mm -hmm. I've talked to several young people uh, since that came out, and I mean young people in the sense of some 20, 25, 30-year-olds, uh, even yeah, younger. Yeah, that's that, young. That's that, young. That, young to me. That's fine. That yeah. are worried about, uh, you know, what does this mean for other rights? And while Justice Alito mm -hmm. said this is specific to this, I don't mm. think you can believe yeah. this court. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You know. I don't think hey, you once, can believe, believe yeah. this court. Yeah, once you overturn something that that is you know was set as precedent and then confirmed by by a very conservative court as precedent later, uh, you know nothing is nothing is sacred and nothing is safe anymore. And listen, I, I know hey, what you're saying about with uh, the people who hold these these beliefs. And I, I'll say this: I would take them much more seriously uh, in these sincerely held beliefs about the sanctity of life. If at the same time they had fought just as hard to protect the children that were born, all right, and 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 had established better health care systems, better prenatal care, better maternal care, uh, uh, more more safety for things, and lowered our uh, the 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 death rate for for children. That's, uh, you know, something that hadn't been well, done. We didn't expand I, Medicaid. We've turned our backs on a lot of women in these positions, and we know it's been a problem for years, and yet we don't do much about it. Um, well, you know, we had a child tax credit that was protecting kids and giving them something to eat on a regular basis, and we killed that as well. Well, Josh, I, I agree that if we, we care about life, we ought to care about all life. We, mm -hmm. we should not just care about the unborn. We should care when they are, they are born. Uh, yep. You know when they are including the ones in the prison. Room. I'll say That's that right. as well. 
Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it right there. Recently, we lost a great member of the Alabama House of Representatives. Steve McMillan passed away at 80 years old. He served his state, and he was a great guy. He will be missed.